Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeya. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I'd like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Okay? We'll begin recording now. All right. So I decided to title this um, episode of our broadcast the art of the covenant i just you know you know me sometimes i come up with these um things and i kind of like them you know it gives me um some sense of um of the pioneer spirit like going into realms that you know maybe nobody has been before and um i thought you know understanding what it means when we say covenant of at least based on my i'm going to try to share based on my understanding i'm going to say my understanding is you know the all in all but i'm going to try to share what my understanding is there are 10 things 10 points i thought i would share is there's no there's no way that these 10 points are like the all in all for um understanding what covenants are but i think um for a starter these are important things um to for us to begin to understand so uh, I'll, I'm going to try to pull up um, a PowerPoint presentation. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So let's try to fill up the page with it. Okay. So the first thing, if you can, if you can see there, the first thing it says is. Covenants can only be initiated by gods um, and God, of course. Okay. And I gave certain scriptures and there I said Genesis 9 and Genesis 28. So if you have a pen and paper, um, to be precise, I'll give you the verses as well. Okay. So um, in Genesis 9, you look at verses 18 to 17. And in Genesis 28, you look at verses 20. To 27. Okay, so why don't I take a moment and read that, you know, read that for us so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay, so we're going to look at an example um, of God going into covenant with a human being. Okay, and the first person that we're going to see that with is the man called Noah. Okay, so Genesis chapter 9. If I can just get this Bible to unstick. And we're looking at verses 8 to 17. Genesis chapter 9, verses 8 to 17. Okay, so this is right after the flood. 
and it says, Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, neither again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Okay, so we see here that the person that initiates a covenant agreement is God. But notice, apart from the fact that he spoke the covenant, he gave something and said, this shall be the sign. Okay, and we know it was the rainbow. Okay, but notice he didn't promise Noah that he would never destroy the earth. He said he will never destroy the earth with water. Now, the apostle Peter in the New Testament will tell us later that this earth that remains is waiting to be destroyed by fire. Okay? So, you can see here, Noah didn't go asking God for a covenant. You know, promise me that I'll, let you never, be, I'll never be destroyed or my descendants. God is the one who comes on his own and says, I'm making a covenant with you. Okay? So, we'll look at Another, another chapter, Genesis chapter 28, verses, the same Genesis chapter 28, verse 20 to 27, okay? Genesis chapter 28, verses 20 to 27, okay? Hold on. I think I have that wrong. Let me. Is it Genesis chapter 28? Yes. Okay. Okay, it actually should end in verse 22. Um, yes, Genesis chapter 28, verse 20 to 22. Apologize, shouldn't be 27. Genesis chapter 28, verse 20 to 22. Okay, so what, what happened here? If you read earlier, if you take it, say, from um, verses 13, so verses, yes, 13, you will see where God came to Jacob and wanted to enter into a covenant with him. Okay basically to reestablish the covenant. Now, let me backtrack a little bit. You know, this is our first time using this format, so you're going to see a few mistakes, and I'm going to try to, you know, back up and correct them. What do I want to try to get across with this? I want to get across an understanding, the understanding of covenant with God, that covenant with God began in the Garden of Eden, when God said, you might eat of every tree, but not of this tree. That was a covenant agreement. The purpose of this covenant agreement is to achieve something for God 
and to achieve something for man. Now, after Adam, the next covenant we saw is the one we just read, which was the covenant between God and Noah. Now, after Noah, the next covenant we find is the covenant between Abraham and God. Okay, so remember that. First Adam, then Noah, then Abraham. What is unique about these three people? We know them as our what? Fathers. Okay? So, God goes into covenant with Abraham, which passes on to Isaac. And now Isaac is dead. It's supposed to pass on to Esau. But remember, Esau gave up his birthright. So now the uh, covenant is coming over to Jacob because Jacob took the birthright. Now, we, we're going to read verses 22, sorry, verses 20 to 22, okay, in Genesis 28. It says, this is after God now comes to Jacob and tells him, you know, your father Isaac is dead. Now you're going to continue the covenant agreement with me, you know, for the purpose of, you know, bringing the holy seed who shall rule the earth, you know, through you. Now, this is Jacob's response to God. Jacob then said, the, verse 20 says, Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If, that is, notice it's conditional, If God will be with me and keep me in this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then, on that condition, the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set as a pillar, shall be God's house, and of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Okay? So you can see here that, by the way, notice God doesn't even respond to him. Okay? Because you will see that um, a man cannot initiate a covenant with God. Okay? You cannot go to God and initiate a covenant. God has to initiate the covenant with you. Now, you can study the terms of the covenant that God has with you and use it to your maximum benefit. So the, de the depth to which you understand the covenant you have with God determines how much you're able to get out of that covenant. Okay? So understanding the technicalities of that covenant matter. Okay? All right. So step, point number one, Covenants can only be initiated by gods, okay? Number two. Okay, this should be number three. I need to go back a little bit, okay? Okay, let's do this first, okay? This is number three. We'll come back to number two later, okay? Covenants can be inherited, so you'll see that in Genesis chapter 28, which we just read, and then in verses 10 to 15, okay? So remember we said there was Abraham. Then after Abraham, there was Isaac. And then after Isaac, there was Jacob. Isaac inherited the covenant agreement with God from his father, Abraham. And Jacob, instead of Esau, inherited the covenant relationship with um, God instead of his brother Esau. Okay, so Jacob inherited it from Isaac. All right? So, covenants can be inherited. So you see that in Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 to 15. Okay? The next thing is, covenants must be tested. 
Okay? So, um, if you look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, why don't we take a look at that quickly? Hebrews, New Testament, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6. Okay. All right. So it says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, it says, For whom the Lord loves, he chastises and scourges every son whom he receives. Okay? So when God takes you as one of his, when he goes into covenant with you, he will put you through a trial, through a test, through some hardship, through some difficulty. Okay? Now, look at Psalms. Let's go to the Old Testament, to Psalms 94. Psalms 94, verse 12 to 14. Psalms 94, verse 12 to 14. That should have been here. Sorry, it's not written down. Psalms 94, verse 12 to 14. Okay? Okay, Psalm 94, verse 12 to 14. It says, Blessed is the man whom you instruct, O Lord, and teach out of your law. You see that? His law is his what? The law, his law is his covenant. Okay? His law is his covenant. All right? Verse 13. That ye may give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people nor will he forsake his inheritance. Okay? All right. All right. So this word instruct here it is more to do with testing. Okay? So it's from this scripture that Paul quoted Hebrews 12 verse 6. So Hebrews 12 verse 6 that you read come from this Psalms here. Okay? From this Psalms here. All right? Okay. So let's go to the next thing about covenants. Covenants requ require the sacrifice of something, okay? When God goes into covenant with you, he will give up something, and so will you, okay? So what you have to give up and what I have to give up might be two totally, will be two totally different things, okay? So once you develop a relationship with God, there's going to be something that God is going to come and ask you to give up. And this is not necessarily some terrible bad sin in your life or whatever okay could be something good i mean look at um let's look at genesis 22 we don't actually have to you know go through there but you know look at genesis 22 verses 1 and 2 uh we don't have to go there but it's the story of abraham and isaac where god came to abraham in genesis 22 verse 1 and 2 it says bring your son isaac whom you love so much and offer him on this mountain that I shall show you. So, is Isaac a bad kid? No. Is Isaac a sin? No. But God says, I want Isaac. And as you know the story, Abraham was about to offer Isaac, and then God stopped him and said, I can see that you love God. I can see that you obey God. All right? And said, because of this, I will establish my covenant, just not with you, but with your seed. Okay? So, 
covenant with God will require something from you, sacrifice from you. Okay, so once you come to Christ, when you come to God because of Christ, somewhere along the line, there's going to be a demand from God for you. This has nothing to do with your salvation. This has everything to do with the depth of your relationship with God. Okay, because remember, your salvation cost Jesus something. It didn't cost you anything. But you want to go deeper into a deeper relationship with God and understand the mysteries of God, there's got to be some place you'll be able to look back and say, this is what this cost me. All right? Okay. So the next thing is the efficacy. That means the potency, okay, of the covenant of God in your life, the, the power of God in your life, its efficacy is dependent on your own knowledge and understanding of the, of the, the, the intricacies of that covenant agreement that you have with God. So you can see in Hosea chapter 4, Hosea chapter 4, verses 1 to 6, you will see that where he says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Then it goes on to talk about all the things that they're doing against his law, which is what? His covenant, okay? And says, for this reason, they will perish, okay? So the efficacy, the potency of the promises of God for you in your life depend on your knowledge and understanding of the intricacies of the covenant agreement you have entered in with God. Okay? All right, so go to the next one. The covenant agreement between a spirit and man or between God and man can be enforced by other spirits, can be enforced by angels. Um, if you look at Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, and Exodus chapter 23, verses 20 to 23, okay? That is Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, and Exodus 23, verses 20 to 23. If you look at those, you will see clearly that once God put a covenant between the children of Israel and himself, he told Moses that he's sending his angel to go with Moses, and that this angel will enforce God's covenants, God's laws, and execute punishment on those who don't keep the covenant. Okay? So covenants are enforced by spirits. Now, let me digress briefly to say, a lot of us think that a covenant is only in effect in our lives if we personally went and signed up for that you know, covenant with that spirit or with God. No, you can be in covenant with a spirit or with God without your own knowledge, okay? If your parents have assigned themselves to serve God, then you become a part of the covenant relationship with God. So that's why the apostle Peter told the Israelites when he was preaching on the day of Pentecost, he says, repent and believe in Jesus Christ and you and your household shall be saved. He didn't even ask the opinion of the household members. Okay? Now they're property of God. Your children are a property of God. Your grandchildren are a property of God, whether they know it or they don't know it. Because you have accepted Jesus Christ, you have entered into covenant with God through Jesus Christ, and you have sacrificed something to be in that covenant relationship with God. Okay? All right. So the next thing is... Ah, 
commands from parents are covenants. So a father or a mother should be very careful when giving commands and instructions to their children. They've got to be sure these are things that the children can do. Because once you give a command for your child to do something and your child rebels or doesn't do that thing, that child opens himself to attack by demonic spirits, okay, or even punishment from God, depending on, you know, how um, egregious the disobedience of that child is. And you can look at this um, in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 24 to 29. That's 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 24 to 29. Well, real brief, quickly, I'll tell you what happened there. We don't have to turn there, but real quickly, I'll tell you what happened there. King Saul had just gotten the victory over his enemies, but he didn't play a big role in it, and he felt kind of um, unhappy that he wasn't the one playing this you know, big role, but his son played a big role in it. And instead of King Saul to say, yeah, we should have a party tonight, he said, nobody should eat today. His son was just coming from the battlefield and didn't know that his father had given that commandment. And the Bible says that his, his son took some food and put it in his mouth. And the people quickly said, stop, stop, stop. You can't do that. Your father gave a commandment. Nobody's to eat today. And his son began to lament and said, oh, see how my father has troubled Israel. After this great victory, shouldn't we have celebrated? And do you know this great man, Jonathan, the son of Saul, ended up dying somewhere later on okay so the command from our parents are covenants okay when your father says do this or don't do that your mother says do this or don't do that okay these are covenants now it has to be in line with the word of god it cannot be that they're telling you to do something contrary to the word of god and it has any efficacy it has no power at all okay because the law of God superimposes itself over every law of man or of spirit. Okay? All right. All right. So the next thing is husbands and wives have different covenants. Okay? So you can see this in um, Matthew chapter 24, verses 38. Okay? Matthew 24, verses 38. What does this mean? When a husband and a wife come together, each husband and wife covenant relationship is unique to them. They have, they, they have their own agreement. You can't take these people's agreement and impose on these other two people over there. Okay? It's a covenant agreement between them. Okay? It's a temporal covenant, which means it ends in this world. But while it is going on in this world, it is enforced by God. So what is it? This is number one. The man is demand, commanded by God to love the woman. The woman is commanded by God to obey the man. Now, every other thing that comes inside is brought in by both of them, okay, of their own free will. They, they come and say, okay, I covenant to do this, I covenant to do that. But when it comes to marriage between a man and a woman, God's only role in that thing is commanding them two things, the man to love the woman and the woman to submit to the man. That's it. Okay? That's it. 
There is no other thing. It's, it's not saying God doesn't want the woman to love the man. That's not what God is saying. It's not saying the man shouldn't listen to the woman, and if the woman has a better idea to submit to her ideas, God is not saying a man shouldn't do that. He's just saying that, look, for, for in case anyone has a doubt, okay, this is my will for you. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husband, okay? So they have two different things there. So when, when there's a marriage, you have to understand what's going on. Just like God going to covenant with human beings, God promises to do certain things. He expects human beings to do a different thing or something different, okay? Covenants can be one-sided. What does this mean? It means that one party doesn't have to demand anything from the other. Okay? Um, for example, a man can choose to love a woman even though the woman doesn't obey anything he says. Okay? It's his choice. He can do that. Okay? It's a covenant relationship is decided. And that's the kind of covenant relationship that we have with God through Jesus Christ. Why? Because Jesus Christ himself made the paid the price that we ought to have paid to God. So our salvation that comes through covenant with God was not something we earned. We didn't give our only begotten son, you know, because God gave his only begotten son. We didn't give anything, okay? And we can see that in book of Romans chapter 10, verse 9, and Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 9. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 9, it says, it is not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the grace of God. Remember that, okay? So, um, uh, the second one I had missed was um, point number two, right? When I said it can be between God and groups, okay? That's what I was supposed to say, okay? So, remember I missed number two, okay? That, that number two was supposed to say it can be between God and groups, Okay? All right. Are you able to see me? All right. Okay. So I'm going to open this up now. All right. I'm going to open this up now to everybody to be able to speak. Okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Okay. I want okay. I wonder why I'm getting this echo. Let me let me mute myself. Can you hear me? Okay, I'll mute myself. Okay, let me let me okay. let me let me mute. Okay. Okay. All right. Abella, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Kay, can you hear Abella? Okay. All right. So let me see if I can put up the chat again. All right. You guys can see the chats, the chat box? Yes. Okay. All right. So while I have, uh, I'll have Kay muted for a while and if Kay wants to ask a question, then she can put something on the chat and I'll mute Abele and then, you know, get Kay. So this is our first, this is our first time using this format, okay? So I apologize if it's a bit, um, if it's a bit um, wobbly, but 
by next weekend, we should be on a better roll. Okay? All right. Emily, do you have any questions about anything that we've shared today, at least 10 points about covenants? Uh, no, I think it's pretty much um, straightforward and easy to understand. I was just thinking when you were talking about covenants, you know, how it, you know, if it's similar to what I see, you know, in our culture, um, where there's some kind of covenants that, you know, bind children's 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 generation after generation, and if it can be equated to what you're saying when you say the gods make the covenant. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. So even if there were idols that people worshipped, uh, you know, years ago, um, like really ancestral um, religion that people followed many, many centuries ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, um, now, when we use the word idol, it somehow makes it seem non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you hear the word idol, you think it's something, you know, non-existent. But... This is what we have to understand. You have angels, and if you remember, we mentioned um, um, angels. Let's see. Okay, which point? Which bullet point was that? Uh, I'm enforced by angels. Okay, can you turn your Bible to Exodus chapter twenty-three, verse twenty to twenty-three? Okay. Okay. Can you read that to us? Exodus chapter 23, verses 20 to 23. Exodus Sorry, um, and the cherubim, oh, hang on, sorry, I think I'm on the, on the wrong page. Okay. Um, For my angel will go before you and bring you in to the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hevites and the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. You shall not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their works, but you shall utterly overthrow them and completely break down their sacred pillars. Okay. Is that 23, correct? That is 24, actually. Oh, okay. All right. Fine. Okay. So you can see God is telling Moses that his angel was going to go with them, correct? Sorry, you know, I just read from, actually, I didn't read from 20, I didn't read 20, I made a mistake. You want me to go back and read 20? Yes, please, yes, please. Yeah, right, let me start again. I missed okay, something. Just, just read 20 and 21. Okay. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him and obey his voice. Yeah. Do not provoke him. For he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. 
But if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. Okay, so stop here. So you notice something about the covenant that God had with the children of Israel. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit was not there to ratify it. Yeah. It was enforced by who? Angels. Yes. That meant this was not the covenant that God wanted to bring. Remember, Jacob had a dream, and in the dream, he fought with an angel. Is that not so? Yes. And that was his own guardian angel. And even though the angel wanted to break away from Jacob, he couldn't break away from Jacob. Why? Because he was bound to Jacob by covenant. Right. You get it now? Okay. Now, but when Jesus got a covenant for you with God, God didn't send an angel to enforce the covenant, to help you with the covenant, to be an enemy to your enemies, who did he send? Angel. No, for you, he didn't send any angels. Oh, Holy Spirit. Exactly. Right. So the Holy Spirit, the children of Israel didn't have the Holy Spirit. Nobody has. We know, that's why I said, God said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. We don't even understand what we have. So if you look at this, same thing, look at the Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 to 3, and read that for us. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Hebrews Yeah, New Testament, New Testament, somewhere I think after Timothy or Philemon. Before Acts, right? No, no, way after Acts, closer to the end, just before Peter, James, etc. Okay. Hebrews chapter 2. Yeah. Okay, we want verses um, one, 1 to 3. 1 to 3. Therefore, yeah. we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. Okay. So Paul is telling us all these other people before got their message from God through who? 
angels. Mm -hmm. It says, but we have received the message from God, which is the covenant, which is the law, through the Holy Spirit, through the Lord himself, okay? Mm -hmm. And his apostles, okay? Mm -hmm. okay? Okay. Those who preach the word to us, okay? Yeah. So he's saying, look, if those people couldn't escape disobedience to the word brought by angels, okay? Mm-hmm. How do we think we will escape who have received the word from who? God himself. Okay? Okay. So, there's one thing that I said that is most important of everything we've said today. I said that God said his people perish for lack of knowledge. That means if we leave this place today, we must leave this place with Deeper knowledge, deeper understanding. Remember what Jesus himself told us what eternal life is. Do you recall what he said is eternal life? Um, no. I actually put it on my Facebook page, I think a week ago or so. It says, Jesus said, this is eternal life, that they know God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. So, the covenant that we have is the covenant of knowing God and Jesus Christ. This knowing of God and of Jesus Christ is more than just reading a book and knowing, you know what I mean? It's, not, it's more than just reading this book, that book, this book. It's more than that. It has to do with an understanding that comes through your experience, through your trials, through your good times, through your hard times, okay? Through wealth, through poverty, through wants, through needs, through abundance, okay? And as this goes on in your life and you're able to juxtapose the things going on in your life with what you see in the scripture, you're able either what you see in the scripture or what you're taught from the scriptures, you're able to know God better. Do you understand? When somebody says to you, I'm going to deal with you by this time tomorrow, you're going to be out of this job. And there's something you know about God. And God says, don't mind that guy. You'll never ever see him again. Okay. And the next day you hear that, that the person is gone. Okay. You were never bothered. Why? Because you understood the covenant relationship you have with God and Jesus Christ. Now, something else. The person might say that to you, and something inside you says, this is the ticket you've been waiting for. So, a person fires you from your job unjustly, but they're actually God's messengers sending you to the next place God wants you to be at. Am I making any sense? Yeah. Now, a normal, rational human being believes he or she has been wronged. But a person who knows his covenant relationship with God would understand right now that, hmm, you know, God did witness to me that I'll be going somewhere else. I didn't know it was going to be like this, though, <laughs> okay? I thought he was sending a private jet to come take me because he was God. But I think he's sending me this place by being fired. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. 
So this faculty, this ability to comprehend and understand God in the diverse situations and different problems and good times and wealth and poverty and so on, this is eternal life. This is what God is looking for. God is not looking for me to build a big church for him to do. He doesn't need any of these things. God said in the scriptures, I don't know who he was talking to. I think it was Amos. Was it? No, David. David of Solomon. He says, the cattle on, no, no, I think this was, I think this was Malachi talking to the children of Israel. He says, what temple will you build for me? The cattle on a thousand hills belongs to me. The silver and gold is mine. Right? Yeah. So when people say that, you know, they're giving to God, do you understand? The greatest thing you can give to God is a relationship. Are you get what I'm trying to say? Yes. I have four children. I'm telling you, they're all different. Okay. And what I enjoy about each and every one of them is they're all unique. I know them better than they know themselves. Okay. Okay. So what, 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 if, if they buy me a car or say, and they never call me, they never check on me. What use is that to me? It's, it's nothing. Just as a human being, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't regard what I tell them and they send me millions Okay, yeah. <laughs> they have no value to me. I love the millions, but I love them more than the millions. And so much of what's happening with us today is that there's so much church activities, so much, so much um, building for God, so much, you know, praise and worship. Okay, praise and worship is not singing. Singing is just a manifestation of praise and worship. Do I make sense? Yeah. So you see a lot of people singing, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and they tell you they're giving praise and worship. No, you know, is that the Bible says those that love God spoke often one to another about God and a book of memorial with their names were written before him. So if you're able to grow in your knowledge of God, being able to see God in the things that are happening, when when you want something and it doesn't come through, are you able to say, I prayed to God about this, and I know I have a covenant relationship with God, and this is not coming through that I want it to come through, but you know what? God is more than able to make this thing come through, So, but if he chooses not to, hmm, there must be some good thing waiting for me up ahead. There's always something in the land of milk and honey just up ahead. Okay? Okay. That's why Paul Paul said, had the princes of this world known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Paul said about Jesus that because of the joy that was set in front of him, he endured the cross. Now, I want you to understand what that means. It means that whole time just was being flogged and they were being kicked and being spat upon. That he had joy inside of him. Now, what kind of a human being is that? Okay. What kind of a human being is that? Mm. He felt like it was nothing but cutting his fingernail. Okay. Mm. That's his suffering was nothing compared to what what God had promised him up ahead. Only he could see it. Anybody else, if he had told anybody else, look, 
I'm going through this because of the great glory God has from me. Some say, you're about to die. What glory? You're only finished. <laughs> okay. But he could see something. We are unable to see. So our temporary setbacks become something of discouragement. Okay. Because we don't really trust God. We don't actually know that we have a covenant relationship with God in which he intends to take us somewhere. I would have turned to a scripture, but I won't do that now. But I'll just say, it. you know, the Apostle Paul, he says, he says of God, he says, all God's promises for us in Christ are yes and amen. Think about that. <laughs> all God's promises of, for us, for you and I in Christ are yes and amen. I mean, just meditate on that for one second. You have a dad who's the richest man in the universe, and his deal with you is every time you show up, he's going to say yes, and he's going to say, I agree. So when temporarily things look like no, will you believe the no, or will you believe the coming yes? I have a question for you. What would you believe? Well, the coming yes, if you knew he was coming. Exactly, if you knew he was coming. And the Apostle Paul says that God's promises for you in Christ, that means the covenant. Promise means the covenant, right? Mm -hmm. It says God's promises for you in Christ are yes and amen. There's no no there. There's no possible there. There's no maybe there. It's yes. So, when you seemingly are receiving no's, they must either be illusions or temporary holds. Never a permanent no. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean any carnal desire that you want, you know, is a yes from God? No. He's talking about promises in Christ. Jesus said, look, as long as you have food to eat, clothes to wear, okay, then be sufficient. Then he says, whatever you shall ask God in my name. In other words, anything that's not contrary to Christ's nature. Mm. Okay? He says, shall be done for you by my Father in heaven. He says, anything you shall ask in my name. That in my name means according to the nature of Christ. It shall be done for you. If somebody is ill and you want God to heal the person, and God doesn't heal that person. The person actually dies and goes. Do you know that maybe that God had seen that if that person had come back to physical health, something terrible would have happened to that person or somebody else? And now because of you, that person is now a powerful spiritual being. I don't want to go into these things now, but the covenants of, of God, once you begin to understand it, you begin to understand that no one has control over your destiny. Nobody except you and God. Okay? Okay. All right. So thanks for that question. It, it, it took us into a lot of other things. All right. Um, do you have another question before I, I, I mute you? Uh, no. No, no other question. You're sure? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Let me... Um, okay. Okay, do you have any questions? No. Okay. 
So I guess this has been our first um, broadcast for 2020. First time doing a live broadcast with other people online. So um, I think we can just have a short prayer here and um, we can just have a short prayer here and um, close the meeting, okay? All right. Father, I want to thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to share word to bring it to all that are listening all over the world. We ask that this word shall go forth and that men and women shall have a deeper understanding, a better understanding about the covenant relationship with you. We have only touched the surface of this teaching and we're asking that God will cause other people, men and women, to receive enlightenment through your spirit into a deeper understanding of this word. Okay? Thank you, God. Amen. All right. Goodbye, buddy. See you next week, same time. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay, don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay, keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay, and continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through. You know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, do I order, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes. I met Apple iTunes. I mentioned um, Spotify and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, hit the like buttons. Hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you want these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so we won't be able to see your like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you. Hit that like button, okay? Hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. Okay? In the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be on the road. But wherever I am, I'm going to be broadcasting from there. So the broadcast is still going to keep going. Okay? So thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. See you soon.